Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome. This is Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. This is Adventures. That sounded really serious, didn't it? I'm Sally. Hello, I'm Sally Wallace and this is Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. This is my podcast. I hope that you're well and I'm very happy today to welcome you. I have to um, just explain something first. It's um, it's the month of November now. We're in the beautiful month of November. I live in the north of England. Okay, so I live in the northwest of England and if you're not familiar with the weather at this time of year, it's starting to get very cold. But not just that, it's raining at the moment. I've caught the snots off of my son. You know, the nursery snots um, where basically you just always feel like you've got a snotty nose. I've got like a snotty nose with a difference though. So my nose has gone really snotty, but at the same time I have cut the, the my, my nostrils been cut basically. I think I had a cold sore sat in my nostril and then all of a sudden it's just sort of split into the side of my nostril and if well I'm not gonna lie I like to give my nose a bit of a pick which I'm not gonna lie I like to do every now and again or even if I try and put like a um like just a bit of tissue up there just to try and blow my nose it absolutely kills it's so fucking painful and it keeps tearing and tearing even further and I just end up with blood running down my face and it's not exactly the sexiest thing is it when you're trying to look sexy and you've got blood running out of your nose (laughs) no it's not so anyway I have got a bit of a snotty nose but it's nothing major it's just the nursery snots and on top of that I'm actually sat in a gilet (laughs) but it's like a rubber it's not rubber (laughs) i'm sat wearing rubber right now it's not fucking what the hell no i'm not sat in a rubber jacket why would i even say that it's one of those um what's the word i'm looking for shell it's a shell material it's not a shell suit even though i wouldn't bypass a good shell suit thank you very much i am a 90s girl um but it's one of those sort of like down can you hear it rubber unless i'm sat in a rubber suit right now so i hope you're enjoying yourself Uh, no obviously i'm not sat in a rubber suit but yeah you might hear me squeaking or sort of (laughs) rubbing up against things and if you do think i'm sat in a rubber suit i kind of just wanted to um rectify the fact that not rectify but just sort of like help you to understand that i'm not fucking hell that was a big introduction wasn't it right but get that one out of the way right move on so at the weekend it was my friend's hendo now i would like to this is gonna I'm not getting the violins out but I just kind of need for you to, to understand I've never been on a Hindu before ever oh no that's a lie that's a lie shit I've even told a lie um 
When was the last time I went on a Hendo? Okay, this is this is the fact. I've only ever been on one Hendo, one Hendo before this one, and that was I went to my best friend Mathilde lives in the south of France, and as a surprise, I flew over and I'd arranged with her mum uh, and her sisters because uh, I've known her for years. I've known her since I was twenty, uh, just to turn up for her Hendo as a surprise. And then two weeks later, I was flying over for the wedding anyway, and she was chuffed that I was going for the wedding in the first place, but she never expected me to go for the Hendo. So yeah, so I flew over to Nice for two nights and that was just um, oh god it was great you know the second day we partied really hard and then we just literally there was about 10 of us 12 of us just sat on the beach on this little private section of the beach in nice which we'd had we'd paid for and just sat talking all day it was just the best thing ever so to go away for like 48 hours and come back with a tan was just great and i think i was in my 30s uh mid 30s before before baby so yeah um that was great but that's the only hendo i've ever been on um and I was invited to another Hendo at the weekend. So I then it's a wonderful friend of mine called Bex, who I used to work in the car trade with. And I, I've got so much love for this girl. It's unreal. So there is no way I would have missed it. But it was also a big challenge for me because it's the first time I've ever been away without Roman, who's my three and a half year old son. So it was a mix of emotions because I didn't want to miss out on, on Bex's Hendo. And it was in the UK. And it was a two-nighter, but because I was sort of torn, I only went for one. And Bex is a really good friend, and she kind of gets that. She was just like, Sally, listen, I know, it's, you know, it's your first night away from Roman. And actually, Roman had a whale of a time. He went to stay with his grand and granddad for the night, like my, my husband's parents. Um, yeah, and he really enjoyed himself. And I got to go to York again. And now, if you are not familiar with the city of York... Oh, you're missing out. It's honestly one of my favourite cities in the UK. I absolutely love it. Um, I've not been there for about 16 years, but I am secretly a total history geek. I love history. Um, and I read, I prefer history via books than the internet. Um, and I like buying good old, like geeky history books. I also love ghosts as well. <laughs> so it's like York is supposed to be one of the most haunted cities ever in the UK like it's like full-on stories that you can that are told in I mean it's where Guy Fawkes was born okay so um and there's it was obviously at one point was the capital of England as well York was um and it's absolutely steeped in history from the buildings to like there was a pub there that's like built in 1600s and there's buildings from the 1600s and I don't know if you've ever been to the shambles which was just it's so we went on a ghost tour anyway it was just amazing it was just a whirlwind 36 hours and it was fantastic and when Bex's group of girls that went were just brilliant we stayed in this lovely house and um we went for afternoon tea at Betty's now, if you're not familiar with Betty's, I suggest you familiarise yourself with Betty's Tea Room because, wow, Harrogate and York, amazing. They're both, there's, there's two, two tea rooms, okay? And uh, so, yeah, we had a very classy afternoon tea and then we got dressed up. It was a fancy dress too. So we went, got fancy dressed, got fancy dressed. We got dressed up, basically. And then we went on a ghost tour. Um, I went, wait for it as a viking well it's york for goodness sake and you've got the you know, like the Jorvik viking museum and york's huge for viking history like massive have you ever been to york museum oh my god um, it's just so much goes on in that has gone on in this city over the centuries and the beauty of york is they try as northerners um and locals to really sort of keep hold of that and, and and I really really admire that because I just think some people are so quick to lose their history and don't get me wrong history isn't always a good thing but if it has been 
a bad experience, we need to learn from that shit, okay? So, yeah, there's so much stuff that's gone in. There's loads of hangings in York and there's been some massacres, which were, you know, and these stories I didn't even know about until we went on this ghost tour. So, um, yeah, I went as a Viking. Now, if you are following me on social media, uh, hello, if you're not, please do. I think you'd enjoy it. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum on Instagram. Uh, I went in a blonde wig. Now, I have very, very short hair, really short hair, because I can't grow my hair very long. It's just one of those things. If I ever try to grow it long, like shoulder length, uh, Sandra, my mother, would go, oh, it looks like rat's tails. Get it chopped off. Um, for a number of years, my mother decided to cut uh, my hair herself. So I obviously had a bowl cut as a child. Uh, it wasn't really that great, but the you know, kitchen scissors were quite acceptable then in the 80s. And then she would take me to her hairdresser where I got perms. And <laughs> and I don't fancy did have a long perm to my shoulders at one point, but still rat's, ta- rat's tails, Sally rat's tails. So I used to get my hair cut off all the time. But actually on reflection, I wear shorter hair better than what I wear longer hair. Anyway, I had this wig on, uh, which my husband hated. But everyone was like, oh my God, you look so different. And I did the Viking makeup, which was dead easy, really, to be fair. I just gave myself like that big black kind of um, mask thing with a load of really dark eyeshadow. So I looked like a warrior, like a shield maiden. That's what I was. I was a shield maiden. So I'd bought my shield and my sword off of Amazon for like 14 quid. I bought this little fake fur kind of, what was it? A collar it's called. It's called a fake fur collar. 10 quid on Amazon I'll have that and then uh, the rest of it I did myself just had a pair of leggings on and a couple of belts here and there with my fake wig that I braided and plaited myself um, and then chopped up a pair of old really woolly socks and put them around my boots to make them look like sheepskin um, and we had a way low time it was uh, uh, do you know if you're not on social media please go and check it out because the pictures are just fantastic and some of the girls went as um, Bex who was the hen she went as vampire's bride oh my god her dress was brilliant she bought these stick on teeth <laughs> They didn't stick on at all. <laughs> but she had these amazing contact lenses that look like Edward Cullen eyes, you know, from Twilight. So it was really good fun. But it was also very classy. And I'd like to say incredibly civilized because I had three, bearing in mind I don't drink. I had three gin and tonics. And I had the best night's sleep I've had in ages. I was in bed by 12 o'clock. I was so tired. So, so tired. And then the next day we got up and we went for a lovely walk around York. And it was great. It was a really classy Hindu. A really classy Hindu. But I remember saying to Scott, my husband, I said, oh, I'm going to go to York. I'm going to have Bex's Hindu in its fancy dress. You are. You're going in fancy dress. Are you not a bit too old for fancy dress? Uh, excuse me? Old for fancy dress. How the hell can you be too old for fancy dress? I'm sorry, I did not realise that there was a cap on the age for when you... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, how old are you? 50? No, you are no longer allowed to dress in fancy dress. Thank you for coming, though. Goodbye. It's like, who the fuck makes up these rules? I said, no, what are you on about? I'm too old. Don't be ridiculous. How the hell can you be too old for fancy dress? That's ridiculous. And I said to her, it's not like I'm going in some sort of tarts outfit, like with my arse and my tits hanging out. <laughs> not that I haven't done that at some point. But, you know, I'm a mother now, thank you very much, and a married woman. So I said, I'm going as a fucking Viking. I said, I'm literally going in my old boots. I said, a pair of leggings and your old long sleeve top. I said, the rest of it, you leave to the imagination. Thank you very much. So, yeah. It, I, I could not believe that he thought I was too old for fancy dress. But it's amazing because there's a lot of people that would not go. You know, I'm not saying that they didn't come to this event, but some people that would probably avoid fancy dress because they may have thought that they would be too old. But it's crazy how we put these these limits 
on certain things, isn't it? So, oh, I can't do that. I'm I'm too old for that. Well, I'm not I'm gonna, ever going to say that. And obviously, I've the, the whole point of my podcast is called Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. I had Roman at 40. So I am a geriatric mum. It was actually the year of my 41st birthday that I actually had him. He, he was born in the February. I was 41 in the July. So I was labelled as geriatric as soon as I started trying for children at 36. Um, and I'd love another baby. I've never made that any secret at all. You know, if you've listened to other episodes, you'll know of my journey with my second rounds of IVF and, you know, going into the third round, fingers crossed touchwood next year. So it's at what point am I too old for that then? Now, this is an interesting one because I don't really like to get involved in groups. You know, like some people go, oh, join this group on Facebook. It's really interesting. Um, And I did once and I actually removed myself from it because it was just full of shit. That's the only one, (laughs) that's the politest way I can say. And it was, it was geriatric mums talking about having kids that were that oh I'm 42 do you think I'm too old well do you know what if you can conceive naturally fucking hell congratulations crack on and do it so it's almost like if that's your concern no you're not too old and I found myself going no you're not too old stop listening to other people's bullshit if you genuinely want a child and you can have one successfully on your own I say do it and everyone was like oh well done well done oh blah 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 and I thought oh fucking hell what have I done here And actually, I ended up taking myself out of the group because there was another woman she'd posted in this group saying, I've had a baby at 43 and I've been disowned by my friends and um, I've been told that I'm an old lady and that I'm a disgrace because I've had this and this, this. Okay, now that's awful if people have made comments on the fact that she's had children at 43 and think that she's too old and she whatever. But at the same time, why is she entertaining that kind of language and listening to it and then telling everybody about it? And do you know what I mean? To me, it was just like, girlfriend, I actually ended up messaging you and said, hey, you should, <laughs> I was like, you should seriously fucking be so proud of yourself because women have been having children for centuries into their 50s. But it's only because other people in society can't see themselves being old. I mean, I heard somebody the other day say, oh, well, I could never be an older parent to my face to my face and I said well I don't think you'd be able to cope anyway (laughs) right back at you but it was I mean what the fuck who would actually say that so yes um it's amazing do you know what I think that that that's obviously her limiting belief and that's her belief that's fine I'm not going to knock her for that listen I'm not here to say you've got to think this you've got to think that that's not how I roll and if you've listened to my podcast now for oh we're cracking on to the 50s and 60s of episodes now you'll totally get where I'm coming from but at the same time I don't believe that you should stop yourself from doing certain things if you want to do it and you can do it fancy dress 44 fucking get me the wig and do you know what? We went with Bex's future mother-in-law. So, you know, and she was dressed up as well, which is amazing. Having children, if you want to have kids in your 40s, do you know what? You go for it. Who's going to stop you? This is where people put limits on things, but it's their own limiting beliefs and their own belief system, which they then try and push onto other people. So, yeah, that's where I had to come out of those groups um, on Facebook because there was just too much of it, too much of, oh, well, I don't think you should have kids into your once you're past 40. I think that's it. It's unfair unfair on who unfair on the child and then there was comments and I was just reading these comments saying 
you know, you, you might only have a few years left. You might only have a few years left. Fucking hell, that's harsh. And, you know, it's inconsiderate. That kid's going to have an old lady picking it up from school. Let's just be realistic about this one. You could get knocked over by a bus tomorrow. You could die in a fucking car accident unexpectedly. You know, unfortunately, there are women that die of breast cancer in their 30s and their 20s. Cervical cancer, again, 20s and 30s. So who is to say that you can't have a healthy child in your 40s and still be a healthy mum into your 50s and your 60s? When some women, God bless them, have ended up leaving this earth in their 20s and their 30s through no fault of their own. So it's just, it to me, it's one of those situations where I think, do you know what? this is pretty toxic i'm taking myself out of it and and actually i'm really happy to do so uh, yeah because because i i'm still trying for children at 44 now you'll probably think to yourself mm, sally can i ask you the question of when will you stop mm, yeah i don't mind that i don't mind that one at all i think the next round of ibf is going to be my last one whether it's successful or not because i'll be honest with you it's hardcore it's really really hardcore so I'm not even there yet to have this sort of next round, which will probably be my fourth. Um, but if, as long as my body's okay, and that's what I that's what I kind of go by, as long as my body's okay, I'm completely healthy, I'll go ahead with it. But will I do another one after that? No, I don't think so. Uh, because if you are not familiar with IVF, it really takes its toll on your body uh, and your hormones. And it's up and down and up and down. And you can find yourself saying all sorts of random shit. <laughs> And I really mean that. <laughs> and it takes its toll on your relationship as well. So, yeah, I think for me, the next round, that that's definitely the last one for me. I'll, I'll be done. But you know what? Watch this space. Watch this space. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting one. But it's like I, like I said earlier, I don't I don't ever want to be told what to do by somebody else with their limiting beliefs. It's like dyeing your hair. Okay, this is this is a really interesting one as well. So I'm going grey. I'm quite happy with that. Um, I have been dyeing my hair sort of, I've always been blonde, like in my 20s and my 30s, I was very blonde. And then sort of like mid 30s, I went dark brown, and then went back blonde again a bit in my 40s, and then went back brown again, but then like brown highlights at the moment. Uh, but there's a lot of grey coming through. And I accept that that's fine. You know, that, that's not a problem. But it was getting to the point where I was dyeing it and the root was massive. But also because I've got short hair, really short cropped hair, um, my hair was looking a bit like a toupee. And I don't mean like, oh, look at that sexy bitch with that wig on. She looks amazing. I mean, a bit like uh, <laughs> like an open university scientist on BBC Two early in the morning talking about the Pythagoras theory. <laughs> So, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, look at Sally with her sexy hair. It was like, fucking hell, Sally. <laughs> Where did you get your knitwear from? And are you wearing a toupee? So it's, um, and because I have my hair brushed to one side, it looked a bit like a comb over. So my st- my hairdresser is amazing, Stacey. And I was like, Stacey, uh, she started pissing herself because she's like, Sally, it does not look like a toupee. And I was like, no, I think it does. I think it does. So at the moment, I'm actually just going to be having loads of highlights and just kind of embracing the grey and just letting it blend in with the rest of the blondes and yeah, see where it takes me, see where it takes me. So there are certain people who I have come across who believe that you shouldn't dye your hair past a certain age, which I find fascinating. Why the fuck can you not dye your hair past a certain age? Oh no, into your 40s, you should just go grey naturally. Okay, but that's that's your opinion. That's your opinion and I welcome that one, but 
that's not mine. I will not be going fully grey yet. Thank you very much. And I genuinely think that some people age themselves unnecessarily, but it's what they want to do. And it's with their language that they choose and it's with their actions that they take. So, and this is just me observing. I am a big people watcher. I'm one of those people that sits in a cafe, watches, and I love it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not sort of like leering at people. I just sip my latte, vanilla, vanilla latte, and I like to just watch people. Sometimes I've got my laptop with me or I've got my headphones on or I'm doing something. But at the same time, if people catch my eye, I'm like, hmm, what are they doing? Oh my God, what's he up to? Um, And I love observing people. And I do, and I do that an awful lot, but I can read people as well quite well. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. And when people are talking to me and I'm having a conversation, obviously I know I talk a lot on my podcast because clearly I'm the only one here. But when I'm having a conversation, I'm a good listener as well. I like to listen to people and I like to listen to people's language that they they use surrounding the subject of themselves. I find it fascinating. And hair colour is one thing that people, it's like, oh yeah, I know I won't be dyeing my hair into my 40s. I'm not going to try and, I'm not going to try and be younger than I am. Well, how about this one then? (laughs) So I'm not trying to be younger. I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. And I think that actually sounds good and it sounds positive. And to me, that fills me with loads of really good energy. I want to be the best version of myself. And so that means looking after myself. So it's uh, it's amazing how some people, do you know, if you don't want to dye your hair, that's completely up to you. But also there's people that use language like, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm too old. Like, so we have a we have an outdoor trampoline at ours and I will be on it most days with Roman because he is so good at trampolining and he absolutely loves it. And he's really good. And he always he always wants me to get on with him. So there's a part that, you know, I could have that narrative of, oh, no, I can't do that. I'm a 44 year old woman. And don't get me wrong. If I had two plastic knee claps like my mum and I'd had two back operations then I probably wouldn't get on it. But there's no excuses, really. Only the excuses that I would be making if I didn't want to get on it because I'm not too old to get on it. So I get on it with him and he has an absolute ball with me. So it's interesting how people make up their own limiting beliefs and how, oh, hang on a minute, the DPD man's here. Oof, delivery. Bear with me. Hang on. Sorry about that. I've just um, I've just had one of those tough trays delivered. Do you know what they are? They're like a big, big plastic tray and you can get a stand for it. Oh, I've got a stand as well. So, And it's just basically for Roman. So I'm going to make him like a dinosaur world and get some leaves and some... Excuse me. I've just taken a swig of my tea as well a bit too quickly whilst I was getting back to the chair. Um, I can Im- That's my rubber going for it again. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, but I bought him one of these tough trays and it's just got delivered, so I really can't wait to put it together later on. I'm really looking forward to that, actually, um, because he loves them at nursery. He absolutely just plays on the tough tray for ages. So whatever you put on it, um, it gets him more creative and all really excited. So, yeah, I'm quite chuffed about that. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, you're never too old to. You're never too old to. You tell yourself the rest of it, okay? So it's kind of your own language, really. I just don't believe. Uh, was it Aaliyah, God rest her soul, who sang Age Ain't Nothing But A Number? It's so true. So yeah, you're never too old to. And there's a lot of people who will use this language to go, no, I can't do that. I'm too old to do that. Oh, no, <laughs> you won't catch me doing that. Um, and again, limiting beliefs, they'll limit themselves, they'll create their own barriers. But then if, say, for example, you are doing it, they will sometimes then shame you because they've either not got the confidence to do it themselves or they feel a bit awkward. And that's fine. That's their story. It's not yours. So yeah, I went out in fancy dress at the weekend, dressed as a shield maiden. And you know what? I fucking loved it. 
<laughs> it was amazing. It's probably one of the best nights out I've had in a long, long time. And so therefore, if you are doing your fancy dress bit, whether you've done it for Halloween or you're going to carry on through, through to Christmas, because let's be honest, everybody likes to put a Christmas jumper on, don't they? But again, wait for this in your workplace. You'll do this. You'll be like, oh, Janet, are you going to wear a Christmas jumper tomorrow? Oh, no, I'm too old for that. Fuck off, Janet. Go and get your Christmas jumper from Asda. They're dead cheap. There's no excuses. You see what I mean? You just wait. Honestly, I promise you, wait for the Christmas jumper conversation to go around. I will never forget. One last thing, and then I'll go. My mum was a ward sister, right, for a few years. She was a nurse for years, and she was a ward sister for a a fair few years. So there's a lot of responsibility on Sandra's shoulders, right? And my mum used to... um, my mum's patience would be in for a long period of time. So um, she, at Christmas, I'll never forget this, dressed up one year as a blue fairy because her patients weren't going to be going out, you know, or home for the day or anything like that. Um, and she was hilarious. She was dressed up as an actual fairy. And every year, without failure, Sandra loves Christmas shit. Okay, like Christmas tat, Christmas shit. Yes, she loves it. She would have flashing badges on herself. And like the shittiest earrings, uh, like with little parcels with bells on them. And some of them used to sing to her and all this crap. But oh my God, the smiles on people's faces that my mum used to create just by not giving a shit um, was magical. And, and honestly, and I, and I genuinely love my mum for that. Even though we used to go, mum, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, what is that? What are you going? Just shut up. I like this. And honest to God. God bless her. My mum's in her 70s now and she still does it. So this year, I cannot wait to see what shit she pulls out for Christmas because I'm telling you right now, it's the best thing ever and it makes me smile every year. Well, and I don't even know where. I always say to her, where have you got that from? Oh, and she never gives away her secrets, but she goes to every little shop you can imagine and just buys all this shit and it's just hilarious. And I always say to her, you do realise, mum, when you pop your fucking clogs, I'm going to have to clean all this out. And she goes, I know. <laughs> she's fucking mint right listen that's it for me today well do you know what i hope you've had a good time uh, listen to me i hope you've had a good time hey it's been good. Uh, that was a good turn wasn't it no i genuinely mean that i hope you enjoy listening to my podcast and i really hope that you enjoy these episodes and if they put a little bit of a smile on your face then well i know for a fact that i'm doing a really really good thing i always appreciate a reach out if you've never sent me a message why don't you try just let me know that you're listening what platform you listen on and um And especially if you've been sharing it with friends, I'd love to hear about that too. Right, have a fabulous week. Make sure that you keep yourself warm in your rubber suits. (laughs) I know I am. Take care and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.